Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dublin City Music Station F104 Louise with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined by senior Dublin ladies footballer Sinead Hearn. Hello, how are you? Hi Louise, good thanks. Thanks for joining us and obviously we will chat about you being an ambassador for the Goal Mile but tell me when I was looking and I was researching there's a lot of talk about the five in a row and unfortunately it didn't happen but how did that feel for you? Was there always pressure on it to get that fifth one? No, I think we always took every season um, on its own merits. Um, mm. It was it was never something we, we spoke about. Obviously, we'd been lucky to have a period of success before that, uh, which unfortunately came to an end. But um, look, it was it was uh, a good a good run that I suppose we had, and you know, there's a, a good group going forward. I think for next year, so it'll be uh, it'll be a back on the horse job. I think absolutely, and there has been so many wins for for the team, hasn't there? Yeah, um, look, I suppose we. I've been playing for a long number of years and we've probably had a period of, uh, you know, chasing success where we came close a few years in a row and then ultimately, I suppose, got onto the other side of the, the, the fence on that one and, and we're, you know, lucky to have uh, four years where, where we were successful um, in, in, in championship. But um, look, I suppose last year we won a league title and yeah. I think we made a lot of progress in how we played on the pitch and unfortunately just probably didn't perform to, to where we would have liked um, on the day and, and, and didn't get the win. And what does that then feel or does it adjust anything within the team when something like that happens? Yeah, I, I think, look, it's, it's a different position to be in, um, you know, starting out a season as, uh, you know, not being, uh, having finished top of the pile. So mm-hmm. you go back into the pack and, and that's a mentality shift, I suppose, to kind of re-examine where you need to, you know, to, I guess, see if there's things that you you can correct or, or whether there's just little little um, pieces of the puzzle that you can kind of add. And, and that's what you're trying to do every year. Look, even if you're successful, you're trying to figure out how you can adapt, how you can change, how you can get better. So mm-hmm. um, slight, slight changes, but uh, I think it's, you know, it's a good challenge for the group to, to kind of be, to be coming from a, a different position where, you know, you're, you're chasing as opposed to being chased. Yeah, and obviously not to look backwards, but I, I read somewhere that you were injured during lockdown. Was it difficult then to kind of come back and, and train for, for these games? Um, I suppose it was a long period. It was it was a funny season, mm. same as the year before, nearly in that you didn't really know what was happening for a large yeah. chunk of it. I mean, we were in that lockdown early on the season. You didn't know whether we were going to be back to club or county or both yes, or how that was all going to work out. Mm. So, yeah, I just I picked up a little a little niggle, and I suppose you know you're kind of you're doing things maybe out of sync to what you normally are. So you mm-hmm. know you're training yourself and and probably was doing things like you know running where I wouldn't have been used to doing certain kinds or categories of running and, and uh, you know, look, it probably wasn't a bad thing in that, look, when you're spending a long time training without any sort of goal in mind, it's it's hard. So probably taking that bit of extra time and just kind of 
uh, recuperating and you know doing a bit of rehab and that probably just gave me a, a better balance actually a better kind of base going into the into the season in terms of being sort of physically ready to, to go once we started yeah I think we all did that though like I started walking miles for, for yeah, no reason yeah. other than just to do something so I think we all yeah. kind of took on different things that we wouldn't have normally done beforehand yeah, you kind of got out of your routine and, and did some things, some of which were great, obviously, and, and some of which maybe weren't so good. Yeah, this is the thing. I took up Pilates. It wasn't really a great thing to do from your house. You know, when you've no one in front of you instructing you, it's not a great thing to, to decide you're going to learn. So Yeah, yeah. Some things, some things are definitely better in the in person. So, uh, yeah, I think we've all had enough of uh, Zoom sessions in our living rooms. Oh, anyway. absolutely, absolutely. So it must have been quite nice to get out on a pitch again and be able to play again. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, I think we were back around April time, so mm-hmm. we had a pretty short lead in to actually starting football at that stage. So it was actually, it was nice. I think everyone, when we came back to playing league games, it was kind of good excitement and everyone was just happy to be out playing football. And we actually played some really good football in the league. And then it was probably just a shorter turnaround into championship um, than we'd be used to. We kind of probably would have been back to clubs for a while, which which didn't happen. So, yeah, it was just, it was just a bit different than probably the structure of the season was... Um, just kind of something we had to adapt to I suppose but I think just to be back on the pitch and playing through the summer was, was great. Yeah and another thing I came across when I was doing my research was that everybody's asking about retirements within the team obviously there isn't any announcement is that kind of an annoying question like do you kind of get annoyed by that question kind of coming up all the time? Yeah well, I suppose the players get to a certain stage of their career and it's always you know who's staying around or whatever but mm. I, I think to be honest that's probably an interesting question across most panels because probably people haven't been able to travel or get away or do things mm. for the last couple of years that maybe if, if things open up for the summer a lot of younger players as well are probably going to be asking themselves questions around oh maybe I'll take a year out and yeah. travel or do something different so I think like that's a question every year as to what kind of structure of the panel are you going to have next yeah. year are you going to have most of your players back but it's always turnover there's always players that will step away for different reasons whether that's retirement or travel or taking a break and new players come in so that's just the, the natural natural it's way just how it works which is good yeah. and I suppose it kind of keeps everything fresh for everybody then if, if it does happen that way yeah, absolutely. Like you need to. Uh, uh, the the younger girls coming through obviously are, are keen to get their shot as well. So <laughs> well, stage, the older the older ones have to step aside and uh, you know let that happen as well. So uh, well, hopefully yeah. not yet. Hopefully not yet. Yeah, but yeah. obviously you're taking part in the goal mile for Christmas. You've done it before though. You have done it other years, haven't you? I have, yeah. Um, so I think last year was uh, virtual across the country, obviously, mm-hmm. um, where we were. So it was kind of just a- across the Christmas period to, to get out yourself and, you know, whether it was just going for a walk, uh, a run or a jog. Um, so, yeah, I did mine uh, over the Christmas period. Um, the year before was uh, was in person. So uh, Malahide Castle is, uh, is where my local goal mile is on. So mm-hmm. uh, I took part in that on Christmas Day. So I know this year is a bit of a mix of virtual and, and in person. And obviously we don't know um, the way things are going to go. We've... <laughs> obviously had a bit of a rise in cases again but hopefully we'll be able to you know to get to some of the in-person goal miles as well because it's great to see everyone the festive hats on and you know having a bit of crack having a bit of banter and obviously you know uh, raising a few bob for, for a great cause absolutely I mean, it's such a great vibe as well around the place if everyone's out and about like that's it and people are you know bringing down it's a real communal you know sense of bringing down you know teas and coffees and mince pies and you know kind of uh Kids are, are knocking around, talking about Christmas presents yeah. and, and that type of thing. So, you know, whether it's Christmas Day or Stephen's Day, I know it, it, it can vary by location, but it's it's a really nice festive kind of, you know, thing. And, and obviously, a lot of us are really fortunate um, in the position that we're in over Christmas. So it's nice to kind of come together and, you know, raise money for, for people that, that might not be as fortunate. And you've gotten to see actually where some of this money goes to, haven't you? Yeah, I was looking to, to travel to Malawi in, in 2019 um, with, 
uh, Jenny Murphy and, and Roisin Upton. So um, it was great to, to see, you know, they're, they were working in so many, you know, 14 countries uh, that, that mm. goal are in. So to see the work that they're doing on the ground in Malawi was great. And the, the people are so friendly. They're, you know, they're so enthusiastic. And it, it really brought home how much of, you know, a hand up rather than a handout that it is, you know, the, the work that they're doing there. And just to see, you know, some of the programs for like gender equality and climate change. Um, and just how enthusiastic and how much of a difference it makes was, was brilliant to see. Yeah, it really is. And it's such a good idea because like, I find, you know, Christmas is such an anticlimax. To have something to actually do on the day is quite nice. And then go back and kind of enjoy your dinner or enjoy whatever festivities you have kind of planned. Yeah, it kind of just gives you pause for thought, you know, yeah. to, you know, before you kind of dive into all the excess, yeah. etc. And, you know, it, it's just kind of nice and said to just sort of stop and I'm, and think about uh, our place in the world, I suppose, and how fortunate we are, and, and what we can do to kind of help others. So, it's, it's a great, it's a great occasion to get out to do it. Um, as I said, run, walk, jog. You know, it doesn't have to be a sprint. Um, it's, it's a mile, but it's, it's more just do it a smile on your face. Um, hopefully, be able to put your hand in the pocket and, and you know, toss in, toss in a, a bit to help others. Absolutely. And then finally, um, I saw that you were involved in the 2020 campaign. 20 by 20, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, I yeah, always no, say no. that wrong, actually. <laughs> uh, no, 20 no. by 20. Um, no, of course, yeah, no, it was, it was a great campaign. I mean, I think it was, it was unfortunate it just kind of ran into the end of COVID in yeah. terms of, you know, they would have liked a, a, a great finish and, and obviously some of the targets that were being tracked around attendance and participation, et cetera, just became a bit more difficult with, with COVID. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, the messaging around it has been the strongest thing and obviously, you know, the likes of Can't See, Can't Be, you know, really important. Yes. And, and I think it's just kind of moved the conversation on, which which was the, the whole design, you know, to, to kind of stop and, and, and sort of make society think of, you know, how we view women's sport and, and what we need to, to do to kind of... Um, you know, increase the profile and, and, and drive that across the different ways they they were doing in terms of media, participation, you know, administration, etc. There's, there's just so much. And I think, it, you know, you can see that shift continuously happening in terms of the coverage, in terms of, you know, investment, which is key, obviously, mm-hmm. to being able to, to give people uh, a chance. So, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, it was, it was a great campaign. And I think the, very much the sentiment of that is, is continuing on. Yeah, and I do think, as you say, there has been a shift. You can kind of see it gradually building. So hopefully that can continue. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, even the likes of this weekend, you know, you had the women's rugby on yes. live on, on TV, the conversations there around the programme. Obviously, there's been a bit of negativity, but, you know, it's, it's good to see all the conversation that's been had, whether it's positive or negative, mm-hmm. how we can move forward. And, you know, the same with women's soccer, you know, the... The, the announcement earlier this year in terms of them getting equal funding for you know international um, participation so all that type of stuff the likes of the government funding coming in for, for the GA on, on the female side for Camogie and, and mm-hmm. Ladies Footballer so like, you know they're all they're all things that have happened in the last couple of years since that campaign has, has been going and that's the kind of messaging I suppose that, that puts it out there and kind of front and centre and says you know we need to sit up and, and pay attention to it and, and how can we improve things 100% 100% so tell me how can people get involved in the goal mile then yeah, so um, you can register online www.gomile.org. Um, said it's, it's when it's in person, it has been taking place in 170 locations. So, mm-hmm. uh, to the extent that there is one um, that they are going ahead in person, you know, if you log on there, you should be able to find your closest one. Um, as I said, run, walk, jog doesn't doesn't need to be a, a very uh, very it's active. Strenuous. It can be as, as leisurely as you like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's sentiment really, and you know, I know. The last time it was done in person, they had over 50,000 people running wow. across the country and raised over 250,000 euros. So, you know, it, it's such a big it's such a big event for, for girls to be able to 
to raise funds and, and obviously at the moment with um, other kind of containments and fundraising, um, you know, this is a really big event to, to kind of drive the, the, the programs that, they're, that they have in place across Middle East, Africa, Latin America. They're, as I said, in 14 countries across the world. So yeah. it'd be brilliant to see as many people uh, log on or, or, or do, as I said, their own kind of, you know, virtual mile if if, if, if it doesn't suit to, to kind of be joining a group at this point. You, yeah. can, you can just go ahead and, and do your own thing as well. You can still get involved. Amazing. Sinead, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for, for, for having me on, Louise. Not at all. Talk to you soon. Cheers, bye-bye. FM 104, Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.